Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I am here today with Jackie Silver. She is filling in for Linda Franklin who is still under the weather so we want to send well wishes out to Linda Franklin. And our guest today is Sandy McKenna of the Midlife Crisis, I call it the Midlife Crisis Road Trip, but I want to talk about midlife crises because they're just so much fun, Jackie. I mean it's it's that time of year, it's that time of life and you know I think people are goofy. I know I went goofy, you know, when I started entering midlife. And to me, entering midlife is anywhere from 35 to 50. You take your, you know, take your pick. (laughs) Well, I I know that, you know, usually everybody has a really funny, sad or heartwarming story by the time they're 35. So you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I decided, you know, when I was approaching my midlife crisis that I was going to take this personal physical inventory of every part of my body that I didn't like from head to toe. And one of the things that has frustrated me over the years is my eyebrows because I am naturally blonde. And if I don't put eye makeup on or eyebrow makeup on, I look like Opie, you know, from, from the um, Andy Griffith show and I have no expression. So I was like, you know what? I've heard about dying. I didn't go tattooing, but I thought I'm going to go to this really fancy, great eyebrow, famous salon. I'm not going to name it because they'll sue me. <laughs> I came out looking like a Muppet. I looked like Bert and Ernie's little blonde cousin with the big, thick black eyebrows. It was like Brooke Shields blew up on my face. <laughs> and I thought I looked great for about, I don't know, a month until I looked back at like pictures and then I just thought, oh my God, it's not here comes San, it's here comes her eyebrows. <laughs> okay, but I love Muppets, so you probably looked really, really cute. <laughs> well, I don't know if you think caterpillars crawling across your face are cute. Sure, go for it. <laughs> funny, funny. Okay, I have one. Okay. Okay. So I decided in my midlife crisis that I was going to go get a spray tan. They they were just brand new back then. And I'm pale as a ghost. And, you know, they say pale and interesting. But I decided that I wanted to be more, a little more colorful tan. So I go to the spray tan booth and they made you watch a little video. The 16-year-old that was running the whole place. And so I see this, I watch this video and on it, they say they give you nose plugs. And I'm thinking, what a great idea, because I don't like smells, you know, strong smells. So I go to the to the 16-year-old, hey, where, what about the nose plug? She goes, oh, we don't, you don't need those. <laughs> and I go, well, do you have a towel or anything to cover my nose? She goes, no, but I have this plastic shower cap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, note to self, yes, 
my mother did teach me never to put plastic over my nose. So I said, okay, well, I'll take it for emergency. I go in the spray tan booth, the jets start, the door malfunctions and locks me in. I can't breathe. I'm inhaling this chemical. And the last resort is I take the plastic baggie, the plastic shower cap. I hold it up to my face. And as I'm trying to breathe, more and more, it's getting stuck to my nose. I end up holding my breath. Finally, the door unlocks and opens and I fall out gasping for air. <laughs> How'd you look though? You know what? I, I don't even remember. It was so traumatizing. <laughs> I'm like the things we do for beauty. You know, it's, it's so important. I think, I mean, we don't want to tan the inside of our lungs, but exactly. you know, but those booths are scary. I went in there and you know, I'm probably going to get blasted for this, but I went in there when I was eight months pregnant because it was summer season and I, you know, my belly was like so big and white. And I thought, how bad could it be just once? And I went in there and I got so many dirty looks from the tanning salon. It, terrible, terrible. But you know what? I look good. <laughs> did you get the spray or did you do the tanning bed? I no, I never did the bed because I'm really white. You could you could like, you know, set off a nuclear bomb blast in the backyard and I wouldn't do anything but blister. Um, I have no pigment, so I have to spray it on. It's like if I don't coat it on, spray it on, ink it on, it's just not happening. There's I'm melanin deficient or something. I don't know. Well, it's just funny the things we do. I bet if we told all of our listeners we could get a whole book full of stories. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure because, you know, surveys say that um, that some of the typical midlife crises for men uh, last between three and ten years. And women, and this is a study that was done in the UK, and I would imagine it's the same over here, um, we only go into midlife crisis for two to five years. Hmm. But you know what some of the signs are? And I want to ask you, I'm going to give you the pop quiz to see if you had a midlife crisis. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Sign number one. Did you look up your ex-partners on Facebook? Well, um, I hate to tell you, but Facebook wasn't invented when I, no. <laughs> when I was in my midlife crisis. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Scratch that. Um, I didn't do that. You know, you know, surprisingly enough, I didn't really want to see the, you know, the men that I had been with and, and just like, didn't want to be with. I had no interest in that, but I did do the second one, taking vitamin pills. I took so many vitamin pills and I still do to this day. Do you? Well, yeah, but I don't feel that that's a midlife crisis. I think that's on the plus side. Okay. That's on the plus side. What about reading obituaries? I don't read obituaries. Yeah. (laughs) No. No. Okay. Um, how about taking up a new hobby, uh, something you never did when you were younger? Um, does that include going to the spray tan booth? <laughs> yes. If spray tanning is your hobby, Jackie Silver, God bless you. <laughs> no, it isn't. But actually, yes, I think I, I took up yoga at that time. Huh. I'm trying to think what I took because I'm just starting my midlife crisis. So <laughs> I'm just using this kind of as my midlife crisis checklist. Yeah. Well, I'm pretending you're ahead of you, girl. Do, right. <laughs> the one thing I didn't do that I see a lot of my peers doing, though, is uh, piercing myself, tattooing myself. And, and, you know, for the love of God, what is spandex doing back? <laughs> 
You know, a lot of these women could not wear it in their 20s. They should not wear it in their 40s. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah, because even black spandex in this bright, shiny California sun, not so good. Well, they can get away with it a little more in New York City because it's so gray here most of the time. It's true. Yeah, because otherwise it's like a shining beacon of cellulite. You know, you've got these really... (laughs) tight, tight, you know, workout pants. And some of these moms can pull it off, but, but the majority of them can't. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of the rear view mirror. I always take my mirror and I look at the back and I look at the front because you can look rocking from the front and looking just not so good from the back. And I'm just being shallow today. It's a shallow, (laughs) it's shallow Tuesday. Shallow Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have deep thinking and caring Thursday, but right now it's shallow. (laughs) So I tell you, I have gotten more conscious of my looks as I've gotten older. I mean, I I don't know if everybody does that. Did you find that to be true with you? Wait a minute. Is that like a sign of insecurity? I don't know. (laughs) Hell yeah, of course. Insecurity, check number one. Yeah, but guess what? The good news is that as you get older, older, when you get, because you remember I'm 10 years ahead of you, as you get older, older, then you, you, you get less interested in you still want to look good and young, but you really like to work on the inside. Okay. <laughs> I'll trust you on that one. Cause I'm still shallowly working on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was experimenting with lipsticks too lately. Um, I was not a big lipstick person because I work on the computer and a lot of times I like, I don't know. I smear everything all over my face. My, my forehead hair stands up straight. I get pen and ink marks on my cheek, but, um, lately I've been trying on new lipsticks and that's a big thing for me because I'm your typical California girl who does a little spray tan and then just runs around naked. Um, hopefully just inside, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People are like, put spandex on, put anything on at that point. I love lipstick. I, I'm a total lipstick girl. I, I like actually lip gloss more than I, I like lipstick covered with gloss. I think the extra gloss makes it look a little younger. Okay. So your take on lipsticks, what about light or dark? I mean, you know, is it just the people's complexion? I know sometimes I see in the magazines, everybody's wearing dark lipstick. I tend to look like Casper with lipstick on, so I don't do that. But um, do you think we should lighten up our lipstick as we go older or go darker? absolutely lighter and also um during the day it's always good to wear lighter lip color but you know at night you can go more glamorous whether it's going to be that angelina jolie red or you know something maybe on a little more on the wine color side if that's what you like but during the day a nice light you know something pinkish or nude colored with a gloss over it is always young and fresh that's it. I love that because I want to look fresh. I don't want to look like day old bread after 40. I mean, it's <laughs> it's important that we have these things. Do you want your lips to be the brightest part of your face or do you want them to blend in? Well, for me, I like to accent my eyes because that's people always tell me that that's my best feature on my face. So I think that people should accent what their best feature is. So if your lips are your best feature, then go for that Angelina Jolie red. All right. So if I have like a big clown nose, I could put that on it because I have a very cute <laughs> nose and just walk around with my big red clown nose. Look how cute my nose is. <laughs> That's going back to your Muppet thing. 
scheme. That is, that is. Let's see how many things Sandra can stick to her face today. Oh, Jackie, I got to take us to commercial break. Um, this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and my co-host today is Jackie Silver, and she is filling in for Linda Franklin, who is under the weather today. And we are going to come back from the break with Sandy McKenna, and I promise you, you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to laugh your ass off, and you're just going to enjoy this guest like nobody's business and if not jackie and i'll be here so how could you how could you tune us off we've got lots more powered up with sandra beck and linda franklin after these messages Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVette live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Jackie Silver, who's filling in for Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and our guest is Sandy McKenna, and she has such a really cool gig going on, Jackie, don't you think? Oh, totally, and you know, I got to come clean and tell you and our listeners that I've been friends in real life with Sandy for about the last 17 years, so I can totally vouch for what a great person she is. Oh, so this is the nepotism show. This is powered up nepotism show. <laughs> hey, you know, we all like like to help our friends and she's so worth coming on. You'll see. 
Well, and there's nothing better than girlfriends. I will tell you, when you make really solid girlfriends and you connect on that soul level and that friendship level and that trust level, there is nothing better in the world. Totally. Totally. So should we bring Sandy on? We're gonna, yeah. You're going to get so confused because there's Sandra and there's Sandy. I don't know if Jackie Silver can handle it. Oh, I, I think I can keep track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sandy, welcome. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Sandra. How are you? Great. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to go first, Jackie. I'm going to ask Sandy to tell our listeners just the fabulously cool thing that she's been doing because it's really neat. For the past five years, we have been traveling around the world. Actually trying to, um, we we call it therapy for a midlife crisis. (laughs) That's so awesome. So everybody, um, it was my business partner, Rick Griffin, and um, I, we started this about five years ago, now almost six, and it started as simply as a conversation on Twitter. That's how we met. He lives up in Atlanta. And he had, an, he had had a life-threatening illness, and he was going through somewhat of a midlife crisis, and he had an idea for a midlife road trip. And we, uh, we sat down, we talked about it, we came, you know, kind of fleshed it out, and that's how it started. I mean, it was simply about just dreaming up an idea and executing it. And we've been around the world since we started. You know, it's so amazing because I've watched you from the beginning with this, and it's what you've done is just so incredible. Can you tell the listeners kind of a little bit how it feels to sort of reinvent yourself at a certain age? Because really, that's what you've done. Yeah, for me, it was, and I don't know if either of you have ever been fired from a job, but I was. And um, so you're fired from a job and you're like, okay, now what? You know, I'm, and, and it was from nothing I did. It was, Um, It was just a bad circumstance. And so now you look at yourself and you're like, oh, my God, you know, am I what what do I do? Where do I go? What's going to happen? And so it was Jackie dragged me on Twitter, kicking and screaming. And I'm like, this is Twitter thing is so stupid. I am not doing Twitter. (laughs) And and yeah. And she said, please just stick it out a week. It is it. You you will love it once you once you get it. You'll get it, and you'll you'll love it. And once I got it, it truly I I've got to say, you know, Rick and I have worked really really hard. And but once I got it, um, Twitter is it like accelerates everything. It it makes things go faster. It and so at a time that was really horrible for me, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, I met so many interesting and like-minded people on social media, and that really that changed. That's how I reinvented myself. Now, that's really cool, Sandy, because, and I'm just going to say this delicately, you're not like a 20-something bopping around going, ooh, I'm going to go on Twitter. Um, You're actually a successful, sophisticated, sexy, foxy woman that that (laughs) made this decision. (laughs) Okay, I don't Um, have to You can call me foxy and I'll say (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I think that's a big misnomer about social media. The, the majority of the people that we we meet and the people in our audience are 35 or older. And there, it, Twitter is not really about a bunch of kids. 
At least I don't think it is. Yeah, and what's so interesting about it is that even when we first got on it, if you recall, Sandy, it always was a little bit of an older, sort of older. The young kids came after us, actually, on Twitter. But, um, you know, now it seems like everybody, actually, I know everyone's on Twitter because recently I searched how many people are on Twitter. 554 million people. Wow. When we started, there, the celebrities were there. There were not. There were none. I mean, none. when I started, my husband said he was worse than me. He's not on Twitter even now. But at the time, he's like, until the NFL and the golf, um, uh, the Golf Channel got on Twitter, he thought it was nothing. And now everybody's on Twitter. The NFL, the, every celebrity known to mankind is on, and they're tweeting. So it's it's a great way to get out there and communicate. And I think when you communicate with others and other like-minded people, it keeps you young. At least it does for me. Sandy, do you remember that when we first got on Twitter, like we had more followers than the owners of Twitter? <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. I'm just still stunned with 550 million because I was Googling while you guys were talking, you know, there's a whole lot of countries, countries with less than 550 million people. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. What did it, you find it, best? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I just love it. And I, and I, I always thank Jackie for that because if she didn't make me do it, <laughs> Well, and for somebody like me who only uses Twitter to, like, get people to listen to the show <laughs> and I don't interact, I mean, that's in all honesty, what's the what's the great thing about Twitter? It, you know, what, why is it so great? It's the interact. It's, it's how you use it. If you don't interact with anybody, it's it's nothing because nobody will, you know, nobody hears you. Nobody. But when you interact with people and you have you can have some serious conversations in 140 characters. And the one thing that we say and that we love when we travel is no matter where we go, we're no longer strangers, no matter what country. A recent thing in June, we were in um, Rome, and we were ro- roaming around the streets. It was Rick and I uh, and two, other, two friends of ours. Uh, actually, Rick's daughter was one of them. And so we're in the streets of Rome. We, you know, just wandering around. We had pizza. We were just, now what are we going to do? And we look up, and there is a friend of ours from New what? York in Rome. What? So, yeah. So, but That's we met her crazy. on um, social media. And hadn't we met her and known her? So we get to Rome, and she's, you know, she lives in um, Italy part-time. And it was just great running into her in the streets. Her, her avatar was accurate, which isn't always the case. You know, you look at somebody, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's Elise. And so it, it opens so many doors. No matter where you go, there is always somebody you know. So, Sandy, what has been your favorite destination or your favorite experience in the five years of all the trips you've taken? Oh, you know, it's really hard to say. It's like, it's one of those questions with, because all of them have had, every trip has something that's unique to it and special to it. Like one, a couple years ago, I got to go out to Utah and ski for the first time. And I was in my fifties. So that was really incredible. Um, I travel all the time and I hate to fly. Uh, And so we went out to, um, uh, Orange County, and I actually took 
uh, a flying lesson, and so I learned to get over my my fear. So that that was something unique. One just a trip to New York, and we were sitting in Central Park, and Sting, who you know I idolize, was there with his Dalmatian. <laughs> you know, right in front of oh. me. So uh, Croatia was beautiful. Running into Elise in Rome was fantastic. I mean, every single trip has something that's so amazing to it that you, I can't just pick one because they're all Alaska. We were just in Alaska this summer, and it was absolutely amazing. We didn't go to a, a town or a city for seven days, and we were just out in the wilderness on a small ship. It was Beyond, it exceeded my expectations. And then um, my most recent trip was to Molokai in Hawaii, and it was like going back in time. And there, was, it was just one of the most beautiful, um, pristine, just fun experiences. And I'm afraid of heights. And in Molokai, they have some of the highest sea cliffs in the entire world. And what we did was we took um, mules from the top down um, three miles, down these sea cliffs to a leper colony. And then we had to go back up. <coughs> Excuse me. So <laughs> to a that leper colony, like... Like, like as in leprosy? Yes, yes. Were they leperetic still... or whatever? What's the word? <laughs> yeah, still... leprosy? Actually, it was, it was one of the most amazing things to learn about that and, and how um, these, you know, these people lived. And there are still 40... Um, folks, leprosy is curable now, um, but there are still 40 of the original folks that lived in that leper colony down there. So those are the kind of things that I always feel like I am so blessed because some, you know, some people save an entire lifetime to do one trip like that, and I get to do them all the time. So it's just, to me, it's just amazing. Every day I say how grateful I am. Well, yeah, especially going to the leper colony. I mean, does leprosy make you thinner? Like, is it, you know, what did, did you like, you know, Jackie is on the chat here with me going, did you soak yourself in bleach after? I mean, we did, you we weren't did nervous not interact at all? with anybody. Actually, they, I'm sure they didn't want to see us. But it's not like in the days when they, they were contagious. And only 1% to 2% of people have the, the gene in them that makes them susceptible. Okay, I got to take us to commercial break. I got to be honest with you, Sandy. I had a vision of you and your your partner, like in hazmat suits, like trugging down the side <laughs> on the mules, you know, with the mules with these, you know, surgical masks on, so nobody gets leprosy. Um, I need to take us to commercial break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some embarrassing moments because I know you've had all these fabulous ones. We want to have the good ones um, because those are what make life worth living. Is when we <laughs> when we have experiences we never meant to have. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Jackie Silver filling in for Linda Franklin. This is Powered Up Talk Radio. For those of you that missed the first half of the show, check us out on iTunes. Check us out on poweredUptalkRadio.com. And you can also find us at our host station, toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T, radio.com. Oh, I can't wait for the embarrassing stories. How about you, Jackie? Oh, definitely. Best part. Best part. Best part of the show. Don't miss it. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. 
evermore. People have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana, through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Jackie Silver filling in for Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting with Sandy McKenna, and she is a world travel expert. She's got a, a great gig going. Um, I think it's so fun. I'm going to talk about travel. Uh, I'd like to open this segment about travel mishaps, and um, we... Uh, Jackie, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to share with you the worst travel mishap that I had in recent memory. Um, For my 40th birthday, I decided that I was going to go to Hawaii. That's what started this whole thing was Sandy talking about her Hawaii trip. And I kid you not, um, four months, four months, I hit the treadmill. I was on the elliptical. I was swimming laps because I was going to wear a thong. I was going to rock it on the beach. And that was my whole thing. And I had this really handsome guy I was going with. So, so excited. And I put on my little bikini, hot pink. I had done my spray tan, looked so fabulous. I laid down on the hammock. I kid you not. He's going to take a picture of me. Look at all fine. <laughs> And I sat on an effing bumblebee. And not only did I sit on it, it stung me right in the right cheek. And it hurt so bad. The lifeguard comes over. He's like, anybody got a credit card? We got to get the sticker out. (laughs) Couldn't have been more mortifying. Had to take Benadryl, slept through, you know, the rest of the afternoon with this huge, like, swelling. And it was so unsightly, I had to wear a sarong. I could have killed myself. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
I don't have one as embarrassing as that, but I have a mini funny travel embarrassing story. Back in the day when tickets were made out of paper and if you lost your ticket, you were just in trouble, you know, like there was a time when they wouldn't give you a replacement. You'd have to buy it. So all of a sudden I couldn't find my ticket and I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Cut off. Where's my ticket? Where's my ticket? It was under my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Who found it for you? <laughs> you know how you stick a paper under your arm for safekeeping? Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, Sandy, you got to have some good ones. Come on. Global travel. There's got to oh, be a few Oh, I don't think I have any sleeve. that can top that bumblebee, though. <laughs> yeah, that was, boy, that that's was, a true one. God is my yeah, honest that, witness. That's that, a true story. That's hilarious. Um. You know we have mishaps everywhere. Everywhere we go, it's kind of it's kind of one of those. And um, Rick's learned to ignore me. Uh, we've had some where you go to a hotel. You know, uh, go, we'll go to a hotel. We happened to be on a trip last summer, a seventy-two hundred mile road trip, and um, it, it's late at night. We check into this hotel. It's not the best. It it, it it was probably right up there with one of the worst that I've ever stayed up stayed at. As as Rick would always say, you know, we needed a you know a can of raid and a crack you know they they can of raid and a crack pipe were the uh, amenities in the room. <laughs> and um, so I, I I go to bed. I pull back the sheets and I'm like, oh my god, there's there's hair and there's it, it's just there's blood and there's. <laughs> It's just hideous. And so I'm like, you know, I call I call Rick up. I'm like, Rick, oh, my God, I'm crying. He's like, well, what do you want to do? You want to switch rooms? And, and we have this running joke. I always get the worst room. Somehow it happens. And he says it's because in his room he doesn't look. He doesn't care. He just he just gets in. So we've had quite a few. I, in, uh, it was in, um, I think it was in West Palm Beach. I had a dog turd in my room. So I'm the one that will always, they'll, you know, if the, if the, it's a broken bed or a bro, anything, you know, anything weird with a room, that's, that's what I get. Um, we've been stuck in airports. I we had to sleep in the airport in San Antonio and Rick and I were the only two people in the entire airport, except for the <laughs> sweepers who's sweeping the floors. Um, you know, just silly stuff like that. I had a similar experience to Jackie. We were down in um, South Beach, and we were at the Wine and Food Festival, and we had to park the car like three miles away. We had to carry gear. It was 100 degrees. My hair was like blonde straw. It was windy. I had sand like packed on my face, and we're um, walking, and we're like halfway, more than halfway there. We're just about to get there, and I'm like, Oh my God, Rick! Where are the sticks? Where, where's you know? Where's the tripod? What you know? And he's like, "You're carrying them." I, I just like I think I had a, I had a stroke, you know, somewhere between getting to the beach and the car. So or I'll I'll lose my phone like five times a day, and meanwhile it's always in my purse or always in my hand. Um, I've left things on airplanes. I've like left my iPod on you know iPad on the plane, and so I, there's always some some kind of you know happening something happening yeah okay, you know what? Take, but, oh go ahead jackie go ahead no, no i was just gonna say real quick and then i know you have a funny story to tell but it reminds me one time my friend was talking to me on the phone and then she starts going crazy going where's my phone where's my phone i'm like you're talking to me on it <laughs> 
See, I have one good, really fast one. Um, I was traveling one time, and this was for business, with a really, really smart, like, NASA rocket scientist, you know, engineer up the wazoo kind of guy who thought I was so stupid, you know, with all my little social media things that I did. And this was a couple years ago. And he was convinced it was it was ergonomically better to push the rolling luggage, you know, to push the, you know, like the ones that are like a square with a big stick on it. Yeah. And I said you know, to the guy, I'm like, Jeff, look around, man. Everybody's pulling it. Everybody's pulling it. And he goes, well, I'm not going to be like the masses. So what does he do? He flips it around. He starts pushing it in front of him. Kid you not, right in front of Southwest Airlines, the handle hits him right in the privates. He flips over on top of it. I laughed so hard. He did not speak to me. I don't think he's still speaking to me, but that was like the best thing I've ever seen in an airport. <laughs> good one, good one. So, Sandy, like, what do you have any, like, maybe top three tips for midlife travelers? Is there anything that's particular to midlife travelers that's different for everybody else or not? Or just maybe some. I think the number one thing, and I had to learn this early on in the beginning, um, I was, I was really stressed out all the time. I mean, I, you know, if, if, a plane was laid or some, you know, everything didn't go according to planned. I mean, I would be having meltdowns. And, um, and so I learned rather quickly that you kind of have to roll with the punches. The way that the system is these days um, with airlines and there's pretty much, you know, especially coming from Tampa, there are, there are no rarely direct flights. So, you have to, you're going to miss connections. You're going to, your flights are going to be delayed. So you just, you have to go with it. Be nice to the, um, I'm always nice to the gate agents because, you know, if you're nice and you're dressed decent, if you're not in your pajamas or your pants aren't hanging down below your butt, and you know, if you look, you know, somewhat presentable, you may get an upgrade. If they're going to give it to somebody, they're going to give it to somebody who looks halfway decent and has some manners. So, That's and I know a lot of people who, who who fly a lot. They'll bring you know nice chocolates to the gate, you know, to the gate agents and stuff. Believe you me, they you know these gate agents and stuff. They they remember this stuff. Um, you know, speaking and, of the agents and and the airport scene, Sandy. Sorry to interrupt, but I don't know if everyone listening saw this. They're now making announcements, like at the Houston airport that you can't even make jokes about the system anymore. You know how a lot of people get their snarky self and they start making jokes about the security or the agents not allowed anymore. Yeah. It's, I'm you know, I have to I, staple it, my lips shut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll be the one escorted out of the airport. Right away. And, then, and I don't care what anybody says. I am the person who I'm always really prepared. I, I'm a prepared traveler. That's just the way I go. I have my my carry on is what I use ninety percent of the time. If I'm gone for a, a week or less, I don't even you know I don't check bags because the one time I did check a bag recently, this I think I only checked a bag once this year, except for when I went to Europe. But one time I checked a bag, and of course they lose it. So. Um, that's the other thing I said. Don't if you're going for a week or less, don't bother checking a bag. Just bring a carry-on, and um, if you roll your clothes and everything, it's it's easy. But uh, I 
am the only person. I must glow in the dark because every <laughs> single time I go through TSA, I get the full body pat down. I swear. <laughs> I mean, and I think I was in Alaska, and I mean, I, I, I wanted a glass of wine and a cigarette when she was done. I mean, it was the most <laughs> thorough pat down I have ever had. I mean, it was it, it was longer than most sex activities. Honest to God, it was. I, 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 Rick was over in the, and he's like, "How does this happen to you? You know?" And I don't wear any. I have no belts. I have no jewelry. I have no nothing. But for some reason, I, I, I'm very appealing to to the pat down people. You're our TSA sex goddess. That's just who That's you are. That's me. You know, I think my picture's up there. I'm the TSA centerfold. See, ah. I'm the mom that goes down the aisle with the big diaper bag that smacks people in the head as I go by, and I'm pushing <laughs> one kid, shoving the other one, going, screaming Baby Express, here we come. <laughs> Everybody's out of the way. Yeah, get out of my way. Do that? Now, do you get looks if you have little kids? Uh, do you get looks when you're on the plane when people see you coming down with kids? Oh, they do. They, yeah, they, get... they roll their eyes, and you know what I say to them? I look at them, and I do. You know, I've got this like you know, like little Swiss Miss face, you know, with my blonde braids that I travel in, and I just look <laughs> at them and I go, "Don't forget, you were a kid once too." And then sometimes I stick my tongue out at them. <laughs> Because you know what, if I've they're actually... going to give me the stink face, I'm going to stick my tongue out at them. There, uh, sometimes I'd rather sit next to kids than certain adults. You know, you have a much Definitely. more enjoyable trip with with little kids, and you, you know. But it's it's like I am one. I am a profiler. I'm telling you, I you know, I have like I look at people. I'm like, are they going to be spilling over the seat on to me? Are they going to? Uh, this one looks like it's going to be a you know, a, a armrest hog. And so I profile all these. Oh, my God, this one's carrying a stinky bag of burritos. I don't want them sitting next to me. So as everybody's coming down the aisle, it's like dodged another bullet, dodged another <laughs> bullet. And then, you know, and it's kind of like you've j- you're just praying, you know, oh, God, is this mid- let the middle seat be empty. Don't let anybody sit there. And um, oh, you guys, you know, I got to take us to commercial break. I'm loving this, loving this. Every time I fly, I don't want to sit next to the fatty, the stinky, you know, the dummy or the fidgeter. So uh, when we come back from the commercial break, we're going to talk more about traveling with Sandy McKenna. My name is Sandra Beck, and my co-host today is Jackie Silver, and we'll be back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Join host Kaylin Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kaylin helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kaylin for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need 
need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Jackie Silver of Aging Backwards. For those of you playing along at home, that's agingbackwards.com. Great site to go to. Lots of good tips owned by my co-host today, Jackie Silver. That's my shameless plug for her because I think what she does is fabulous. Um, I got to ask, Sandy, because you and Rick, your travel partner, your your business partner, your partner in crime, you guys are not married. You're married to other people. How do you travel to together like that car road you were talking about like 72 hours Mm -hmm. how do you do it without killing each other I mean my god I don't think I could do it you know with the person I was married with much less not well you know I think it's a lot easier going with the person you're not married to because at the end of the day we go our separate ways you know it's like you know he has he so it makes it a lot easier and um uh, my husband will call and he'll he'll you know ask how's rick doing on the trip and i don't think he really is you know concerned that rick's of rick's health i think he's wondering if rick's about to jump out the window because i've driven him crazy because i'm the more intense of the two of us between rick i'm usually the most intense person um, wherever I am, because, you know, I'm OCD and I, I, I'm afraid of everything and, you know, I'm always panicking about something. So I drive people nuts and Rick included. So, But we've never had in, in the six years, almost six years we've been doing this. We've never had a crossword. We get along incredibly well. I think it's because we can go our separate ways. And um, he wears earplugs. <laughs> so. Sandy, is is that akin to... Um, when you take your sister or your brother's kids and you can give them back at the end of the day. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, you know, and, so, but we have, we have a professional respect for each other. And I think that just, it carries over. So it makes it really easy. And the other thing is that we're so passionate about what we do. We love what we do. So we talk about business 
90% of the time, you know, we're, we're constantly thinking, how can we do this better or how can we make this video? And we, lo- that's, we love, that's what we talk about. So, we, you know, and he knows, you know, my shortcomings, which are I have to start the day with a good, with coffee, not just any coffee, good coffee. And if we don't get my coffee in the morning before we have to start a shoot or whatever it is that we're doing, things get ugly really fast. So that's the one thing, you know, he's... <laughs> He's learned about me. So no matter where we go, you know, I, I check out the coffee situation right away. Speaking of coffee, then, what is like the most either unusual or most delicious meal that you it must if it stands out, then it'll be something really amazing that you can remember having like in the last year of your travels? Gosh, I can remember so many. Um, oh. Having Alaska crab legs that morning where they're right out, you know, they just take them right out of the water and they put them on, you know, the chef cooked them and put them right on the table. I mean, that was incredible. Salmon that was just caught and uh, cooked. I mean, that was so, so delicious. Um, I think I'll be thinking about that for a long time. Um, Oh, Jill, I had some great gelato in Rome. I it was just like rose it had rosemary or a basil or a chocolate a chocolate wine. I mean just these incredible combinations. All right, you we're know where always, I'm going to go with know. this. You know, Sandy, I'm coming with it because I've eaten the worst <laughs> things overseas. I ordered blood pudding in Monaco, thought I was going to die. It looked like somebody stabbed themselves on my plate. What's the worst thing you've ever ordered? I had Steak and kidney pie once. Ew. And the smell alone, I I just, and it was, it was not like I was in a, a restaurant and I could push it to the side. It was some um, friends, um, and that was the specialty, some British friends, and that was their specialty, and they cooked it for me. Which and is worse, the dog room, the room with the dog poop in it, or the kidney pie? <laughs> Um, the kidney pie was, was just bad. I, I, you know what I did because I was so mad at Rick. It, not that it was his fault, like he, that he threw the turd in the room or anything, but, um, I kicked it down the hall. He, he, I called him and I'm like, I had a turd in my room. And he's like, oh my God, here we go again. He's like, what do you want me to do with the turd? I said, you don't have to do anything. I kicked it down the hall in front of your room. And he's like, well, so- why did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so Sandy. Speaking, getting back to all that good food, like, you know, I think people who are listening who maybe go on a lot of cruises or a lot of, you know, long trips like that, how does someone keep from gaining weight on these trips? I mean, all you do is travel and you look so good. What's the secret? (laughs) Have you seen me lately? I haven't seen Um, you lately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have a rule. We take the stairs. We try to um, walk wherever we go. If we're in a city where we can walk, we very rarely would ever take um, any other form of transport. I mean, we'll walk miles um, just to, uh, you know, try to try to offset some of the, you know, some of the food we eat. When we're on a cruise, we, tr- you know, we try to. If you're going to go back to the, don't load everything on the plate, you know, make 10 trips to the buffet instead. You know, you've got that exercise in between. It kind of offsets a little bit. Um, but no matter what you, you know, you, you, and in moderation, hopefully try to have some sense of moderation, you know, two desserts instead of my usual three. 
<laughs> oh, see, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to buzz in right now and go, I have a completely different philosophy. I used to go a lot of cruises with my ex-husband because he was an entertainer. And I had this thing where like four weeks prior to my cruise date, I would diet, 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 workout, workout, workout. And then I would go on the cruise with stretchy dresses. I kid you not. One time I ate two lobsters and a steak. And <laughs> the guy that comes over and he's like, he's like, are you sure you're going to eat all that? And I said, yeah, I'm going to eat all this. And he's like, you're not going to fit into that dress. I'm like, you're not going to get a tip. But I swear to God, it works. Diet up until the cruise and then just go nuts because why not? I don't know. That's just me. Well, that would work if we would go from one, but we go from one trip to another. There's not very, there's very little time in between to um, uh, watch what you eat. But we do, when when I'm home, I, I try to, and I work out when I'm home. I try. I I go to Pilates if we call that working out. But um, I, you know, you try. You try to. And I don't. And I don't drink when I'm home. That's, that's I get. You know. A... No, I was just going to say that's a really good tip because you know you it's it, it, people tend to like to drink when they're on vacation or on on a trip. What what about packing? Like you talked about rolling your clothes. Do you have like mm-hmm. one special packing tip that? will really like help people when they're trying to take just carry on Ziploc bags. I put everything Ziploc in Ziploc bags and then I take the air out, you know, like the freezer, Ziploc freezer bags. I love them oh, yeah. because then I, when, I saw you do that. Yeah. When, then when you're the TSA is rifling through your bag, your underwear is not flying all over the place. I mean, it's neatly put in a nice Ziploc bag. Do they open the Ziploc bags when they rifle? No, not usually. <laughs> I'm, That's not that I've noticed. I mean, I've gotten on occasion. I've had notes put in my, um, you know, my bag that we went through your bag, but no. And they can be dual purpose. Like, did you like what you see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we could write back yeah. those to those notes. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I have never written back, but the Ziploc bags come in handy for a lot of things. You can reuse them while you're, you know, when you when you get to your destination. You know, if you want to, you know, swipe a dessert or something off the, the buffet, you got a little Ziploc bag to store it in. Or you could pick up the excrement in your room. That would be a little handy if you have <laughs> yes. that happen. Yeah, flip that bag inside out and zip it right up. There you go. I never thought of that. I just kicked it like a hockey That's why I'm here. (laughs) So do you go to a lot of um, pet-friendly hotels or motels? Like I think a lot of people, it seems like midlifers would like to take their pets. I don't know why I think that. Apparently so, because I mean, I you know, I I do. I think we go to you know we we go to a variety of places. I'm you know I, I'll be honest with you, um, Rick is not near as fussy as I am. Uh, I'm like I like I'm a Four Seasons Ritz, you know Ritz Carlton, you know Hyatt top end Hyatt kind of gal. Um, I love you know I love the Waldorf. You know, I like room service. You know I like people who remember my name. I like the little goodies that the Four Seasons brings up to the room. I mean, I love that stuff. Me too. So, so essentially, you're telling me you're not an RV kind of gal. Have you ever done the RV thing? Yes, that's well. When I was uh, growing up, my dad, when he when he turned forty, he had his own midlife crisis, and he um, 
retired from his job. He he um, sold his company, and he had a motorhome, and we traveled all over the country in a motorhome. That sounds kind of fun, actually. Well, it was, you know, my father was one of those people um, who believed that if you went somewhere and you experienced it, you would retain the information much better. And he was he was so right because I remember a lot of the places I went growing up, some of these, it was absolutely amazing. And, you know, what a blessing. Back then I was like, you know, whining. I want, you know, I want a real life. I want this. Um, and it wasn't like we always stayed in this. And it was a huge motorhome. It was like, you know, like a rock star tour bus and we had a car towed behind it and we stayed in hotels half the time. So um, I really had nothing to complain about, although, you know, me, I found plenty. Well, you know what? That's so lucky for you because, and I'm sure some people listening can relate to my side, which is we had five kids in our family, so we really never went anywhere. The parents would go away by themselves and leave us home with the babysitter. So I hope you realize how lucky you are. You know, I do. And I wished I would have, um, you know, appreciated it more back then. But um, I think that's really what gave me my love of, uh, you know, love of travel. And, but I don't travel with kids. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to so say that, that kind of kills the love of travel. Um, well, Sandy, yeah. I want to thank you for being our, our guest today. Jackie, I want to thank you for being my co-host. Uh, the website, if you want to check out Sandy, is midliferoadtrip.com, spelled just like it sounds, midliferoadtrip.com. Next week, we're going to visit with Susan Ziggy, and we're going to leave you wondering whether Linda Franklin will be back, or will it be Jackie Silver? I don't know. I actually really don't know. Um, we're just going to have to find out. I know. Getting Ziggy with it. All right. Here we go, Jackie. Your turn. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And either I'll see you next week or I won't. <laughs> but check her out, agingbackwards.com. Thank you. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage,